Welcome to the Life Boss Podcast. Are you ready to be unstoppable? Karen Mieses here, your business strategist and productivity expert, calling BS on the lies keeping us stuck. I share with you the top tips and tricks to hug your body, soul, and mind so that you squash all the overwhelm, stop glorifying stress, and design a business that brings you joy. If you are ready to show up and work smarter, I want to show you how to become unstoppable. Let's dive in. Welcome everybody to another episode of the Life Boss Becoming Unstoppable. And today I have a very special uh, guest because she is the author of one book that is becoming one of my favorites. So with, let's get to it, right? Uh, Darcy Elizabeth is a business consultant, international best-selling author, speaker, and CPA committed to changing the, world, the way the world moves forward with money. She guides and teaches business owners and visionaries to discover their key, like your very own key, to attracting more and manifesting with ease through deconstructing their relationship with money. That's a mouthful, and we're <laughs> gonna break it down here. Yes. But she just released uh, again what has become one of my favorite money mindset books, titled "More Money, More Power," which guides the reader to heal our relationship to money by looking at our emotional connection to it, looking past financial literacy and towers the body uh, for answers. It's yes. very deep and I just want to welcome you, Darcy. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be here. How, how okay, I need to ask, how did you move from being a CPA to doing this woo-woo magical yeah. work <laughs> around money because yes. it is not traditional and it's a traditional path no you know and it's funny it took me a while to fully embrace it move into it and I've about seven years ago so when I when I first got pregnant with my first child it was like and I'm sure it happens to many people but you know that's a huge life transition a huge life change and I just started to look at my life through a different lens. So I was like, does this make me happy? Am I enjoying this? Is this the life that I, <clears throat> excuse me, want to create for my family? And I was traveling a ton. I traveled internationally all over the world and was doing things for my job. I was an auditor and I just thought this isn't what I want. And I started to think about what kind of life I wanted to create for my family. And I started to open myself up to the idea that I could create my path. I didn't have to follow this linear path that I, I set down on. And as I kind of started to dig in, I found mindset and I found energy and I found all these cool things that I had never been exposed to, you know, through the internet, through Facebook, through, you know, blogs. And I just couldn't get enough. You know, as soon as I started to find one thing, it just took me down a rabbit hole into another and I just couldn't get enough for myself. So 
I found, I started to use it for myself personally. I started to think about how I could create a business and I wanted nothing to do with money anymore. I just wanted to get away from all of my skills and everything I'd ever done. And I wanted to be kind of almost like a life coach in a sense and help people, you know, intuitively in this way to help them create their life of their dreams. And I had a really hard time with it and I struggled and I struggled. And about two years ago, a light bulb went off and it was like, why am I fighting this part of me that has all this knowledge, all these technical skills, all, you know, this wisdom over here, why can't I integrate the two and use, you know, this kind of spiritual, energetic, intuitive side of me to help people with their relationship to money. And so that's kind of where it was born just two years ago of deciding I was no longer going to try to keep that side of me off, pushed off to the side. I brought it back in and then I just figured out a way to move forward with them together. And it's just been rolling so easily because it's, you know, I believe it's what I'm meant to do. And I can tell because I can feel the energy through the pages of the book. Oh, I and love that. the book, uh, like she did something brilliant. I was uh, telling her before the uh, interview of how she integrated this mini course for the audience to actually finish the book and do something with it which is what, I, uh, what I've been doing with this podcast, not just you listening to me jamming, <laughs> but also taking one thing out of it and apply it to upgrade your life. Uh, one, even if it's one little step at a time, but finding that your very own consistent and, and, and flow that works for you. So I, I want to uh, read one of my favorite passages of the book. Uh, it's from chapter six, where you say, wealth does, does not equal money. Wealth is a way of being that allows us to experience, achieve, and create from a place that never needs and does not experience lack. It always trusts. It knows undoubtedly that it will be provided for. Provisions will be given and it's like chills every time that i read it because particularly after uh covid uh, for me and uh many of my closest uh friends and family it's like money's not enough anymore so it's this redefinition of wealth and i i think i have shared that uh passage from the book that quote to so many people because this is this oh, this yeah. is it this is what i what we have been talking about is redefining wealth and uh what makes us wealthy and yes. and and that moving from the hashtag abundance mindset and uh -huh. then landing the play into what does this mean to me yes so did you had a personal journey to get to that? Because as yeah. CPAs, we work with a lot of people that uh, money and actual like the uh, the actual money. Mm -hmm. But when did you switch from this is a material thing to this an an energetic? Yeah, thing? oh, that's a great question. So you know, I found myself, and I talk very openly about this to anyone who listens, but I talk about how I used to struggle with my financial relationship. And that's a big piece of why I'm doing what I'm doing, because I took myself through this. So even though I had lots of practical skills, lots of technical skills, 
I still found myself at the end of the day, struggling with debt, frustrated that we didn't have, you know, enough to do what I wanted to do. And once I found those energetic tools, I started to see like, okay, there's, there's more than just this, you know, dollars and cents and numbers. What's underneath this? What part of me isn't fully allowing, you know, myself to be debt-free? What part of me isn't allowing myself to allow more in, you know, for the, the effort that I'm expending? And it shifted as I started to dive into myself and I realized like, okay, there's more, it's not just black and white. There's more to it underneath the surface. And, you know, even when you, you can look at someone, you know, who works, you know, their tail off and is exhausted and works nonstop. And you can easily see that effort expended doesn't equal money received because then you see other people who maybe work less and make a lot more. So you can just see right by there that, people are holding on to different beliefs that are creating, you know, that financial reality. And of course there are lots of, you know, different things It could be their job, education level, whatever else it might be. But you can see right there, you can look, there's something else underneath it. It's not just this, you know, dollar sign. It's not so black and white. There's another piece underneath. And so it really took me diving into why I couldn't make things work to start to see and pull together the pieces, take myself through it and then realize like, oh, lots of other people are struggling with this too. And even though it, it made sense to me and it was obvious to me because I had lived through it, this isn't common knowledge yet, you know, that there's something underneath this and people can get so focused on money, 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 you know, out on this pedestal that they lose track and lose sight of what's underneath that. Yes, and and uh, I totally relate with what you just said about this not common common knowledge, and I, I believe more and more every day that we are on an age in history that is not enough to know and have all the information and the what, but it's imperative to know how mm -hmm. and to move through the application process way faster. And uh, the way that uh, you, you talk about your system, because you were able to define a system, and I'm a systems and process person. So when I say, oh, I like the steps, I like the checklist, I like the questions, now I have a path, I have where to start. And I have read other money mindset uh, books and without taking out of those, because they got me to where I am and, and mm -hmm. appreciate so much what your work is that it's so actionable. <laughs> oh, I love that. Your system is very, very actionable. What would be the first thing? Like if, if I am thinking I'm stuck, it doesn't matter how much I work, I don't see it, or mm -hmm. I have a great month and then next month is nothing and I am doing the same. What, what is the first step into laying the groundwork, like the starting yeah. point Yeah. over uh, what do I need to do? Perfect. So what I tell anybody who's kind of in this position, whether it's, you know, they have a negative bank account balance or, you know, they have lots of money in the bank, but they're still struggling emotionally and believe that things are kind of unraveling before them is coming back to their body. That's the most important thing. And you know, you were talking about lots of information and knowledge and there's so much floating around, but the big piece that a lot of us are missing are actually grounding, you know, pulling that into our bodies, 
grounding into that information to allow ourselves to move forward. So anyone who's like looking for, okay, what's the first step? I'm feeling a little unstable. Things don't feel, you know, hopeful as you look forward. It's coming back to, you know, nervous system safety and grounding in your body. So, you know, one thing I talk about a lot, not so much in the book, I mean, I do talk about it in the book, but especially, you know, in other areas is the importance of nervous system safety and emotional neutrality when it comes to money. And this is important because it allows you to come to this neutral place where anything is possible with money. When we're in a place where emotions are running high, your nervous system feels unsettled, you are more likely to just keep living out patterns and more likely to keep taking action that's going to take you back right around to a pattern because you know your body's still wired in the past instead of looking to like what can i create for the future so step one would be to ground so whether that's meditation whether that's going out for a walk whether that's you know yoga working out just getting into your body allowing yourself to connect with your body and then giving yourself tools to look at the emotions that might be arising. So we don't want to stuff emotions down, ignore them, hope they leave. It's really paying attention to your body, cultivating tools so that you can start to see them as messages and starting to see what they kind of hold for you so that you can, you know, work through them. So what I like to talk about is message or sorry, emotions are like messages. And what does that message hold for you? Because it's going to keep coming back up again and again and again until you pay attention to it in different ways in your life. So that would be my first, well, yes, that's a quick little thing that I just said, but it, it's a daily thing. It's finding tools that work for you to get present in this moment in your body, ground, and then find tools to work with your emotional health. Yes. And for the people that are new to this type of work, I know that in the beginning it was hard for me, like as a right brain analytical type of mm -hmm. person to say, oh, I can control all this with my mind. Uh, <laughs> emotions are for the weak. <laughs> and so when you say that the emotions seem to be high, what does that, does that look like on a yes. typical client to be Perfect. able to recognize them? So, and I think this is a pretty universal term, but an emotional trigger. So when you are triggered in some way, shape or form, so we can look at when we're looking at a financial trigger, it could be, you know, um, a typical argument with a partner or a spouse, maybe, you know, you get defensive when you come back with shopping bags or you bought something online and the Amazon boxes are sitting outside and you're getting defensive and your partner's asking what you bought and how much is, you know, how much did you spend? And maybe that, you know, evolves into an argument or a fight and it's kind of a typical thing that comes up. That is what I mean by kind of emotions are high and especially when we're looking at money or it could be you go to the grocery store and you get, you always get a little bit antsy or your body tightens up when you go to pay because you didn't realize you were going to spend $300 and you're a little concerned about, you know, running your card through. That is again, your body giving you a message with that, you know, tension, a little bit of anxiety um, when it comes to you and money. So it's all those ways that you feel your body actually shift when money's involved. And it can be through a conversation, through seeing something on social media, um, pulling out your card and actually using it, but it's just paying attention to how your body shifts in response and cultivating tools to understand 
what those messages mean. And it, all of us have the capability because we are all our best healers and cultivating those tools so you can start to kind of dive in that way. One that I discovered while doing the work uh, in More Money, More Power, uh, I didn't see this coming. <laughs> I thought like, I'm over this, I know this, I know all this stuff, you know? Uh, <laughs> and one that I discovered uh, through the questions that, uh, that you prompt was that something was coming up every time that I was browsing for things at the store and then I became aware of the conversations of, should I buy this? No, it's not on sale. No, I don't need it. But it's not that I don't need it. It's do I deserve it? Do I work hard mm -hmm. enough? And I'm like, oh crap, where is this coming from? <laughs> so uh, there are little things, and I uh, suggest to, to, to you, the listener, is that do not discount anything. Because mm -hmm. even those little, it was very surprising uh, to me that by doing this, what seems to be very simple work, it's not easy because it starts like unraveling yes. <laughs> a bunch of layers into going down, just deciding it was a shirt, actually, a white shirt. Should I get it? I already have one. I don't, it was $10 shirt. I'm not, I'm not like, I was, I'm not going to get richer or poorer, but buying a $10 shirt, but I was already in awareness. And then it was like going down to, did I work enough? Do I deserve it? I'm not good enough. What am I going to, like, and then I said, oh my gosh, I discovered in the process that I needed to work about worthiness. And you talk about yes. that in the book. Uh, yes. that the counterpart, and I, I think that this is something that it's kind of missed or mentioned, but it's not directly head on on, probably have read about seven or eight books on mindset, and is that not enough? The counterpart is you need to work on your worthiness and your value, and that your mm -hmm. value is not defined by the per hour model. Mm-hmm that yep. that we have been have you found something similar on a pattern in that area of worthiness yeah yeah so and kind of what i alluded to earlier around you know effort you know the amount of effort you put out versus what you receive in exchange is one of the biggest pieces that i work with clients on and it's a way that we almost put a container on ourselves and what we're willing to receive so that's one of the biggest beliefs that i see and again, we are inheriting that just the way we inherit, you know, eye color or hair color. We're inheriting these limitations when it comes to money. So, and hopefully I'm actually answering your question, but this is one of the biggest pieces is looking at where in your body you're holding onto this because you likely did not create it. You know, 99% of the time it's coming from ancestral and likely your parents didn't create it either. And it's just that's something cool. that's, <laughs> yes, it's yes, been passed down and passed down until someone brings intentional awareness to it and decides that they want to do something different. And that's why a lot of people tend to create up until kind of where their parents are or caregivers, adults, whoever you had in your life when you were young. 
And, you know, a lot of us don't go beyond that or don't go too far beyond that because then it brings in, you know, this kind of safety issue in terms of our body until you're willing to kind of look at that piece. So when we're looking at the value and the worthiness, money is just kind of like a window that allows you to dive into that work. It's really not about money once you get down into it. It's about how much you deem yourself worthy to receive what it is you desire. And at the end of the day, it could be money, it could be food or housing or shelter. Like it doesn't matter that it's actual cash. It's really how much you believe you're worthy to receive, to be comfortable, to be happy, um, to live, you know, a joyous, creative, fun, inspiring life. And the way that you have kind of defined that was through childhood and through what your parents, caregivers also believed. And we're just kind of carry that through our lives until we intentionally start to look at it or push against it. And either we find ourselves pushing past it and finding tools to move past it, or we just keep seeing these patterns where we keep running into like closed doors over and over and over again until we're willing to look at how we can shift our body so that we can, you know, open the door and walk through it to experience something new. So when we are talking about uh, worthiness and valuing ourselves, is it a process that starts by us being aware or by uncovering the layers? Like where, where does, do, do you see that the self-worth start increasing with your clients? Is mm. it at some particular point or everybody's different? You know, everyone's different, but what I mostly see is when they get to, again, it's almost like a container. And so it's when they get to the edge of that container, the edge of where their body is comfortable and receiving and no action, no strategy, no willpower is able to get them past that level. And it's easy to quantify with money, which is why money is a great way to look into this stuff because they can see, okay, $15,000 months, I've reached that, that was my goal, but I can't seem to move past it. No strategy, no you know, amount of time, willpower, whatever will move me past that. Then it's a very clear indicator to like, okay, well, what else is going on inside as to why you might not believe you're worthy of receiving that? And it's like you go through the work again, you know, we're, you're diving back in, but there are new layers that you didn't see the first time. And so it's just this like circular kind of pattern, which is why I tell people that I don't believe it ever ends. You know, while we're here on this earth, if you're growth focused, it's never going to end because you're going to continually find yourself, you know, we're always creating edges for ourselves in terms of our comfort zone. And if you're, if you want to keep creating, you're going to keep finding yourself at the edge of your comfort zone, and then you're going to move past it. And that's the same with money. You're going to find yourself at this edge. And then as you go to move past it, if there is a piece of you that doesn't fully believe you're worthy of receiving it, you're going to find yourself not easily able to move past that edge. And so it's a sign to then grab whatever tools, you know, you've cultivated or get support to help see why. And a lot of times that's doing some emotional release work, some other energy work, um, inner child work as well to see why you're not comfortable in receiving at that new level. When, uh, when we are working through these blocks 
and following uh and, and guys i read the book so i am like nerding a little bit i don't want to I, I want to be as general as possible but i'm asking questions because it's oh my gosh it's a there has to be a second part to the book definitely i think <laughs> <laughs> oh i like that this is good feedback <laughs> yeah it's uh okay so we follow these steps and we get into awareness mm -hmm. we listen to our body we start to allowing ourselves to receive. I love that when you say mm -hmm. allowing ourselves to receive and, and that's worthiness. Like, you know, we don't have to wait to feel any type of pleasure in life. Yeah. So do we look at our checkbook? Do we look at the bank balance? Do <laughs> we know? Because many times there's resistance and, and at some certain stages, particular stages in my life, I've had, that situation that I don't want to look at it. Just sitting and looking at it is painful because I know that we are working towards something, especially if there's a move, if my husband is changing through work, if mm -hmm. uh, when I was transitioning, for example, last year uh, with COVID from 100% one-on-one consulting to digital products, uh, it's a lot of tension because it means, okay, uh, results, they are not there. I am not where I'm going to sit. And then we go down the rabbit hole of, I'm not good enough. Why mm -hmm. this happened to me? And then we start canceling all the work we did. So how, how, how do you match that of doing the body work, doing your mindset, but then grounding yourself yes. also by looking at the numbers? Yeah. And that's why I love talking about this holistic approach. Like I am not a you know, for some people, it's all the woo-woo, energetic, and they kind of stay in that space, but, and other people, they stay in the practical, but there has to be this kind of meeting of the minds where you're able to pull from both pieces because, you know, we're here in human bodies to experience and to create. We need to be here in the present moment, not just, you know, meditating 24-7 um, because we have to take action. We need to move forward. So I like to, you know, I actually, I haven't talked about this in a while, but I have what I refer to as kind of a money ritual. I like to think of it as a money ritual where once a month, more than once a month, twice a month usually, but I recommend people start once a month is creating this like really sacred time to sit down and connect with your money. And this takes some getting used to, but it's allowing yourself to create space to connect in a way that feels different rather than just you know, the kids are running around crazy screaming and then you're hopping on your phone to check the balance and pay a quick bill and it's chaotic. And, you know, instead of that, cultivating time where you sit down, you do maybe a five minute meditation, you ground your body, you have a journal, you have your computer, you have, you know, your checkbook and you sit down and give, you know, your money, your finances attention. You're looking at your balances, you're paying the bills, you're, you know, starting a gratitude practice along with everything that you're paying. Maybe you're looking through your credit card statement, but starting a practice like that to help, it's like you have to rewire your body to be comfortable in doing that, in paying bills, in looking at your credit card statement, in you know sitting down to check your account balance. So I always recommend people to start some kind of ritual where they're doing it very intentionally because then you are paying really close attention to your body. 
if you're starting while you're grounded, if you are sitting down and making this intentional space, which I do believe, yes, you should still be looking at, you know, your balances you still should be sitting down and making that intentional time. You're going to very easily see where your body shifts as you're going through and you can help kind of course correct as you're doing it. So if you're going through, then you get to your credit card bill and your body tightens up and maybe you get a little angry because you don't like what that balance represents. You have the space, the kids aren't running around screaming. You have the space to sit down and be like, okay, I'm grateful for what this balance contains. I'm grateful for what it was able to give me for the resources that it supported me and trying to shift yourself more into gratitude, not force it, but trying to just gently shift yourself towards looking at the balance differently and pay it. So that's one way, and I'm so glad you brought this up, to start also start this work and integrate the energetic and the practical by just giving yourself space to do something differently. Because if you want to move into the new, you have to do things differently. Like our habits, our thoughts, our beliefs are what create our reality. So we have to do things differently with money if we want to see a different outcome. Wow. That's, um, yeah. I mean, see, I, I can see as you were going through it, like for myself, maybe I should be tapping <laughs> before sitting down. Yes. <laughs> like sitting down. Uh, and for those of you that are new to the word tapping, it's uh, EFT, emotional, what is it? You know that. For emotional freedom technique, I think. Freedom technique, yeah. emotional freedom technique, where you are uh, basically uh, tapping lightly on certain meridian points in your face. And it releases without going too deep into journaling and stories yep. and it's quite like a, I, I see it as a quick fix to have yes. a post to get into it and into my practice and probably put a candle and incense <laughs> and uh, thinking maybe for me as you were saying that what came to me was okay so I should start thinking about I'm glad that I can pay this the more mm -hmm. I am paying, I am contributing to the other side, to other people's jobs. Yes. Yep. And, and trying to reframe it that way. And it will take, uh, it, and I believe, yes, it does take work depending on where you are. There's going to be times that we are at the top of the hill and everything is great, but it's part of the human condition is that we are going to have yep. challenges and then, uh, but don't let ourselves going down the negative uh, rabbit hole with it when we are in awareness with all these awesome tools that you have for us. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm so glad you brought that up because it's an easy way to start looking at how can I actually shift my habits to help shift, you know, that outside reality. I really, really love all this and we can be talking like for hours, but I want I know, to make right? this very, very actionable uh, for the listeners, and I have one question. Yeah. Why did you decide on the title, More Money, More Power? So it's funny, someone asked me, a girlfriend asked me this the other day, and you know, I let her know, actually, I had lots of other title names that actually came before that, but were too close to another, and it didn't quite work. And so I kept thinking like, okay, you know, what am I gonna call it? What am I gonna call it? And the, I think it's, I'll like kind of date myself too, but because I'm not that cool. Um, I think it's like more money, more problems. I think it's a Jay-Z song. I'm really not 
<laughs> that hip. So um, I thought of that and I was like, that's really catchy. How can I play on more money, more problems, but like actually shift it? And I thought more money, more power. And then, you know, the publisher created the which it's right behind me kind of created that and it kind of continues where it says more money, more power, more money, more power. And it's really, really catchy when it's laid out like that. And then we are like, and let's put a question mark to it'll grab people's attention and then let them know like, well, maybe that's not true. Maybe more money doesn't equal more power. And it was actually perfect because that's what the book is all about is helping you move from a disempowered relationship to an empowered relationship when it comes to money. And it was kind of, grabbing, hoping to grab people's attention and then make them think and make them turn over that back cover to kind of look at the back to see what it was really about. And it, it definitely does. And the more I look at the uh, the cover, which this is the podcast, but uh, I am interviewing her on video and I see the book and it says uh, three times more money, more power. So and it, when I read it, it was like, why is not more power, more money? But after, I think when I was like in chapter five, I'm like, the more I have power, the more that I empower myself, the more I open the gates yes. to abundance. 100%. Yes, yes. Yeah. It's kind of taking that, that power Was that back. the goal? Again, yes. like yeah. the central, central idea of this is to be empowered regardless of the bank balance. Like we are mm -hmm. more than that. We yes. are valuable just for being here and being a continuation yes. of the universe. So grabbing that power, enlightening our power, and then with that, more money will flow or whatever, like you say in the, in the book, whatever wealth is going to become in a few years, who knows what wealth yes. is going to really be that wealth is going to flow into our life. So to conclude this episode, what would be a good experiment for the audience to implement this week? Yeah. An experiment to start living in our power and attracting more money. You know, I think it would be great to sit down because I love you brought up this um, led me to the money ritual. I think it would be great to sit down and think about how you can shift your habits just in that little way. How can you start to more intentionally, you know, give attention and focus to your money and allow yourself to become aware of what that brings up emotionally. So just starting to think about how you can shift your habits, how you can be more intentional with your money, whether it's sitting down to pay a bill, pulling it out to you know swipe at a store, how can you be more intentional and allowing yourself to bring more awareness to how your body shifts? Because you'll find when you start to think about that, you will realize how much your body does shift emotionally when most of it was unconscious before, but now that you're listening and you're paying attention, you're going to see and you're going to feel that shift and allow yourself to feel it and just to bring awareness to it. I think that piece alone will create a lot of awareness. So the next step should be to go to the description and grab a copy of More Money, More Power. It is in Amazon. She has amazing resources for the people that have the book. It's an e-course. It's, it's, it's unbelievable. I cannot even believe that she's giving that for free. I have been like 
going through the each one of the, the the videos and doing the work myself and it has been an unbelievable experience uh from my standpoint so uh, i invite you to go to the description wherever you are listening to this podcast and you're going to have the link to that as a shortcut at the beginning of the descriptions thank you darcy so much thank for you. sharing your wisdom with me <laughs> Oh, thank you for having me. This was so much fun. Thank you for tuning in, Rockstar. If you enjoyed today's show, subscribe, rate, and give us a review on iTunes. Also, head over to lifebusspodcast.com to get access to some free resources to help you with today's experiment. Do you want to be a guest? Email me to the lifebusspodcast at gmail.com to learn how. <laughs>